Hi friends, uh, this is Joy, <laughs> and you have landed on the podcast called Joy Homestead. I need to figure out an introduction. That doesn't sound very good. Um, hi, this is Joy from Joy Homestead. Um, does that sound okay, Joy Homestead? You know what I was telling my husband the other day? I said, if I say Joy Homestead, people are going to think Homestead is my last name. <laughs> and he goes, I grew up with a homestead. Ugh, who knew? So homestead is not my last name. It's my Instagram account that I created. Oh, who knows how many years ago? Joy Homestead. All one name. And I was kind of toying around with different ideas for a name. Home with joy. Home for joy. And then I thought, ugh, I'm just going to keep a joy homestead. Because I know a lot of you, my friends on Instagram, um, find me and listen to this on here. Is anybody in there? Hello? Okay. I thought I heard kids in the kitchen. I just put everybody to bed. Um, just so you know, um, my kids don't want to go to bed either. So if you're at all thinking that you are the only parent out there that your big kids, big, big kids don't want to go to bed, um, you're not alone. <sighs> so I sat here and I was reading an uh, Elizabeth George book. Have you ever heard of Elizabeth George? Not Elizabeth Elliot. Elizabeth George. Oh, wow. She's she is amazing. Excuse me if I yawn. It's not because I'm bored. It's because I need to be in bed right now. <laughs> okay, this book is A Loving God with All Your Mind by Elizabeth George. She also wrote A Woman After God's Own Heart. She's really good. I want to say she's old school and I love old school because there's way too many new school teachings out there and fluff that is not keeping us women in God's word. It's not convicting anymore. Nothing's convicting. That's what I feel. I don't know if you've noticed this and I don't read a lot of books, but even just talks or people, Christians talking, encouraging us like speakers I'm talking about people in leadership. And I don't know. It's just, it's not enough. It's not filling our tanks enough. And I think that's why we're so hungry in this world. Because we're not directed to God's word. But there is, I remember there was a time, Elizabeth Elliot said it once. I think it was her dad or somebody gave her the wisdom of every time you read a book from a new person that's out there, you need to be reading at least 10 <laughs> old school ones. I don't think she said old school, but it's true. Uh, because I will read this Elizabeth George book and I'll say, wow, that was really blunt and straight to the point. And if I wasn't grounded in God's word, if I wasn't in his word and hearing daily from the Holy Spirit and having a relationship with our Heavenly Father, I would be offended. I would probably go, ah, oh, that isn't for me. That isn't me. I'm not full of pride. <laughs> oh, how wrong we can be. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, I know I had a podcast name going through hard times, faith in hard times, but I just wanted to share a little bit of encouragement. If you're going through a season of hardship, of waiting, of worrying, um, Matthew 634 says, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. 
uh, Elizabeth is sharing the story. Elizabeth George is sharing the story of her husband preparing to go off for war. He was in the reserves uh, during the uh, desert war, desert storm. <clears throat> and apparently last minute he didn't get called. But uh, she was sharing everything she did to prepare, to not be worried, to not uh, fall into the, oh no, Lord, don't pick him. Like, nope, they were, they were preparing. Uh, they were, uh, gearing up for what the Lord had for them. It, it was really interesting, but at the very end, um, I just want to read it through cause I thought of you guys. And I think if you, if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, I'm going to just be really honest and blunt. It's very hard for me to be blunt because I, I don't. I don't want to hurt someone's feelings, but then I feel, um, the Bible is blunt. And if we are taking our shadow, just our cat just found her way on my lap. So now she's got to get positioned. If we're taking our guidance from God's word, it is very blunt. It doesn't use fluff. It doesn't say joy. It is not right to gossip. Okay. So truth. Um, I'm just, I'm teaching my one of my kids about gossiping and the damage it does to talk about uh to talk um about somebody when they're not there. Example, a sibling. So that's why that's fresh on my mind. So the Bible doesn't say, "Hey Joy, um it's not good for you to gossip, but you know if the opportunity presents itself and you feel really good about it, go for it." <laughs> no. Gossip is a sin. Gossip does not benefit anybody. And yes, my 13-year-old needs to know, needs to learn and go through this really hard moment of the damage it did. But also, women, we know we do it. We know we do it. It's something we need to pray for. Lord, convict me. Holy Spirit, convict me. If I feel like I need to talk about somebody with somebody else for just conversation. I know I can do that easily. Just talk about somebody. But would I really actually talk about them in that way if they weren't there? <clears throat> so uh, the Bible is blunt. So if I share something that's blunt and you may feel a little bit of conviction, a little bit of, oh, I don't like that uncomfortable feeling. Well, try to examine that. Try to figure out why. It's usually because we're guilty of it. <gasps> right? If someone, you know, let me know how many cups of coffee I drank in a day after I was off coffee for a while. Yeah. I would feel, excuse me, I would feel a little convicted because I was just talking about getting off coffee, but here I was drinking coffee. <laughs> okay. I hope that made sense. Uh, at the end of her chapter here in this book, Loving God Even More, it says, whenever I look back on that challenging time, so I'm giving the example of, um, back up till last November, uh, right before my husband got his new job, uh, before that time. So back up even further. Um, so that's only been six months. He's had this new job, but before that we went through about an entire year, um, of not really working for a company or a business, but doing our own thing, self-employment, him doing odd jobs all over the place. Um, it was a really hard time, probably 
um, just as hard as our faith, uh, that faith podcast, probably just as hard as that season. But I felt like, um, I was geared up to embrace this, that season that we just got out of because we had just experienced, uh, about four years earlier, um, the journey of trying to find, of getting to this house. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, you you can go listen to that faith podcast. I shared a little bit about our story of finding this house and how hard of a season that was for us is about one to two years of saying no to everything else. So God could open up a window. This is our yes. This farmhouse was a yes, because we said no, and we were super obedient and listened only to him when everybody else around us, um, maybe criticized us, um, maybe even silently criticized us. But you can tell when people are a little bit like, "Mm, you're nuts. (laughs) Winter's coming and you don't have a house, but you're relying on your faith. Uh, Common sense says, just go get an apartment. Nope, that's not what God has for us. We can feel it. Um, So I believe going through really hard seasons, you guys, are good for us. It's so painful I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say I love going through these really painful seasons. It's so fun. It's so fun when friends ask, so has your husband found a really good job yet? So what are you guys doing right now? Um, I don't really want to answer you because this is really painful. (laughs) It is hard going through hard seasons. But you know what it does? It strengthens our faith. And our faith is what we have. We believe in Jesus Christ. We have the faith. Our faith is what we hold on to. It's why we believe in our Heavenly Father. We need to be challenged. We cannot go through life all cozy and fuzzy. And I think there was a time that I thought that's what it's all about. I follow the Lord and I'm going to take a drink of my tea. I follow the Lord. I'm a Christian. Um, Not really saying because you're a Christian, you shouldn't go through hard times. But I think I just thought, oh, well, life doesn't get much harder than this until we hit our first season. And then I'm like, oh, this is really hard. This Lord, I don't like this. Um, So I think maybe at first you might kick and scream about it. But um, don't let that last forever. Okay, it's okay being 100% honest with our Heavenly Father and talking with him. It's okay to grieve to him and talk to him about how hard it is. He's going to lead you and guide you the next step. You only have today, right? What is that verse that I just said? Don't worry about tomorrow. You're only in today right now. Only today. Don't worry three weeks down the road, okay? But these seasons equip us for the next season that comes. They really do. They strengthen, what does Sally Clarkson say? Strengthen your faith muscle. Oh, it's true. So if you're going through a hard season, start talking to the Lord. Start journaling and reading more of your Bible. Stop reading books. Stop listening to anything but worship music or just hymns. Hymns hymns are really good, really good for us. So even if that worship music isn't Some worship music isn't that good anyways. (laughs) You can just bring it down to basics and do hymns 
are podcasts that are really good and rich, not fluffy, (laughs) really good ones. Um, Okay, so each season gears us up for the next season. So don't be surprised as a believer um, when you hit another season and you're like, what? I thought we were done with this. Why? (laughs) Don't, Don't fight it. Don't fight that season that you're in or the next one that comes. Don't think that you, because you're a believer, you're not going to be immune to them. I think there's a gazillion verses in the Bible that from Genesis all the way to Revelation that talks about us being persecuted for our faith. Are you willing? Are you willing to die for your faith? <laughs> if you want to get to that point, um, are you willing to die for your faith? Are you willing to suffer because you love the Lord? Hmm. Good things to think about, huh? Okay. So I'll reread that. Whenever I look back on that challenging time, I'm well aware of the lessons I learned about God and about winning over worry. Did he enable me to deal with the circumstances and the stress? Yes, he does. So there's a, there's a bunch of questions she asks. So I'll just um, comment after him. Did he enable me to deal with the circumstances and the stress? Mm Mm-hmm. He's already there. He's already here with us right now. Was his grace sufficient? Mm-hmm. Did spiritual growth occur in my life? Yeah, it did. Am I a stronger Christian today because of that experience? Sure am. I know that firm foundation feeling, and I am on it. And it is only because we have gone through hard seasons. It is not because I was without them. If I was without those really hard seasons that we went through, I wouldn't be on that. I would be wishy-washy and all over the place. Do I know more about my God today? I do. I know he's sovereign. I know he's in control. And I know he allows these things to happen. But it's not because he wants us to, uh, the worst for us. Do I know more about waiting, suffering, trusting, and persevering? I do know more about it because there's fruit in waiting. There's fruit in suffering. You find out where your true friends are, trusting and persevering. There was a lot of friends. No, sorry, there were not a lot of friends. There were very few friends. I think two that came alongside of us and prayed for us randomly. Hey, Joy, we're praying for you today. Or I would say, please pray for me today. This is, this is really hard. I can't, I wouldn't even voice it. I can't do it on my own. I know I can't, but I would call them and they would pray for me or they would just know that they needed to pray for me, which I loved. And they said, Hey, I was thinking about you and praying for you today. And Oh, that was the Holy Spirit definitely guiding them into what I, Aaron and I needed during that season. We needed a lot of lifting up. That's why we're supposed to be there for our believers, our friends. Um, is my faith in God greater? Oh, it sure is. I think if the next season comes, swoops on by, well, it kind of has with this virus thing still Um, I always say this has nothing to do with the virus. 
it's everything else that's going on in the world. So when I say virus thing, it's because that is the current world situation right now that everybody is dealing with. Not the virus, but the world. You know what I mean? I hope you do. I'm not conspiracy. I've been saying it's real. <laughs> no longer conspiracy. Um, it's called real. <laughs> um, okay. I don't even know where my point was after that. Um, is my faith in God greater? Oh, because of the season that we're going through in it. Yeah, it has shifted a lot. Um, yeah, each, I, I, I really can't remember my train of thought, but, uh, the season that we're in it, it definitely, because you've gone through past seasons, it gears you up for the next one. Do I know more about waiting, suffering, trusting, and persevering? Is my faith in God greater? Yes, it can. Can I better relate to people's pain? Yes. I think that's the greatest question. And I'll probably just stop there. Can I better relate to people's pain? We need to be able to relate to others. Because when someone is going through something... We need to say, me too. I remember waiting. I remember going through something. I remember actually there was a gal that I met on Instagram and here she's a local friend and we're friends now. I mean, a local person here in Minnesota and now we're friends. But she um, she was waiting for a farm. She was waiting for that house. And I remember she was living in like a family cabin with her family, with um, her kids and husband. And she reached out. I must have shared something about my story of our, um, finding our house. And I said, don't worry. Like the Lord already has that house in mind for you. Just it's okay. But I could speak that friends because I had just gone through it and I meant it because I saw God show up and plop this house literally on our laps. So I know, um, a few times she had reached out excuse me for encouragement. And a couple times I knew that she needed prayer. So I would just say, Hey, I'm praying for you today. Thinking about you today, praying for you today. When you say thinking about you today, we need to replace that with praying for you today. <clears throat> if I'm thinking about somebody, I'm praying for them. As believers, we're not just thinking and our thought just ends. <laughs> we need to say, I am praying for you today. I thought of you while washing dishes and I stopped to pray that the Lord will find you a house that is perfect for you and your family. So I would offer her a little bit of encouragement because I could see she needed it. And at times she, you know, they looked at a house, they thought it was it, but it wasn't. And then she was devastated. You know, that feeling, I think we've all had a feeling of a house we thought was for us, but it wasn't. We were just devastated. Like, Oh, there's just no other house out there. And then, then, God's gift shows up, God's promise. And you thought, oh, we almost settled on that other house. This is what God has for us. How did he know? How did he even know that we wanted that when I didn't even pray for it? Friends, God knows what we need. Even when we don't voice it to him, he knows. And here she's sitting in a farm raising her animals. And she voices, I hear her saying over and over again, we, we were looking for this place. We were praying for this place. 
It took us a long time to find it and it was hard, but here it is. And now she can give glory to God and encourage somebody else that's looking for a house. So I wanted to encourage you that if you're worrying or you're waiting or you're going through a hard season, you're not alone. If you're not going through a hard season right now, rejoice and pray and ask the Lord, please give me wisdom for what is coming next. I pray that often. Give me the wisdom and the discernment to know what to do next, Lord, when something happens. Always give us wisdom, Lord. You can pray for wisdom, it says in the Bible. Pray for wisdom. And you can do that. And he will give you wisdom. But you also need to heed <laughs> his words. You need to listen to that wisdom. So if it says no, if he says no, no, you are not to go get a job. That one income is just fine. God will provide. You need to obey. But if he says go, go. You need to go to that state to live in. I have called you there, even though it's scary. You need to go. Friends, if, if the Lord is leading us somewhere, he's not going to drop us and go see ya. That's not our Heavenly Father. That's maybe something we would do with something. When things get rough, we go, I don't like this, and we run away. That isn't our Lord. That isn't him. Instead, if he's leading us to a different state, he'll be right there. He's already provided for you. The job, everything. <clears throat> He is our heavenly father that's looking after us. He delights in us. Did you know he, he delights in you? Mm, I should bring us to tears. Yep. Our earthly parents, we don't need them. We, we maybe want them. We desire to have a relationship with them, but we don't need them. What we need is our heavenly father who never leaves us or forsakes us. He'll never disappoint us. He'll never leave us high and dry. But remember, being a believer in him, we will go through trials. But it's to strengthen us. It is. And remember, this isn't our home. Home is eternity. This is not our home. Often I need to remind myself of that. This is not your home, Joy. Quit thinking you need to make it comfortable. Quit thinking you need to buy something else because it's going to make you comfortable. We can't take any possessions with us when we die. Nothing. If we are here when the Lord returns at the end days, if we are here, I am not grabbing my healing remedy herbal book that I'm looking at right, right now, my favorite mug and my blanket, and my cat. I'm not bringing any of it, you guys. <laughs> so, okay, that's it. <laughs> that's all I have. I'm getting tired. I need to go to bed. Thanks for listening. And um, that book is by Elizabeth George, Loving God with All Your Mind. Anything by her, oh, really good and strong, and just what we need. Uh, dear Lord, Thank you so much for everyone that's listening. Will you remind everybody that's listening that you're there for them, that you're not against them, 
Will you remind us, Lord, that often we have to go through trials in order for our faith to be strengthened? Will you help us not be spiritual babies? Help us not even be toddlers. <laughs> help us be grown and mature believers that we can strengthen and encourage other believers. Thank you for being a loving Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. In your holy name, amen. Talk soon, friends. <laughs>